So two weeks ago, Joseph preached a message titled, Dave in the Cave, Surviving Darkness and Despair. And last week, Joseph's message was called, David in the Desert, Waiting in the Wilderness. I mean, caves, deserts, wilderness, darkness, despair, waiting. It's been a rough couple of weeks. So, so it's great that we can read this week, David became king and lived happily ever after. Wait a sec. Just, no, I thought it was here. No, what? What? Seriously? I can't find that. Really? Really? There's more? Do you mean to tell me that it doesn't end? That there's more? There's more difficulty? There's more hardship? More waiting? Loss? Misery? Mess? More? And friends, this is exactly what was going on in the life of David. And for some of us, that is exactly what is going on in our lives. Life can be messy. Life can be really messy. What's the answer? Well, let's look at our story. This story is found in 1 Samuel chapter 27 to chapter 28, verse 2. And then it continues in chapters 29 and 30. And we read in 1 Samuel 27, verse 1. But David thought to himself, One of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. David thought to himself, and he comes up with this plan. I'm going to hide out in the land of the Philistines. I'm going to actually go and live in enemy territory. And Saul will never find me there. He won't even think to look there. He won't come. Like, it's brilliant. I'm going to escape. Did you ever come up with a plan on your own? I mean, you're just thinking it through yourself, and it just seems like such a great idea. I mean, I know I have more than once. I get this idea, something sticks in my mind, and then I just want to go for it. And I'm not saying that ideas are always wrong. I'm certainly not saying planning is bad. And I have mixed feelings about this part of the story because on one hand, I actually admire David. Like, I admire his ingenuity, his courage, his audacity. I mean, to go and live in the land of the enemy, to escape 
the person that's trying to kill you. Like, this might actually work. But I do notice one thing that's missing. One thing that's not mentioned. Nowhere does it say that David prayed about this. That he asked God if this was the right plan. It just says he thought to himself. And when we make our plans without praying, without seeking God's guidance, without asking him, is this what you want from me, God? We leave out the most important one. We leave out the one who conquers, the one who delivers, the one who saves. Let's invite God into our plans. Let's invite God in when the situation is messy. Invite God into the mess. So David has this plan, and he follows through. He goes to live in Philistine territory. Off he goes. He goes with his wives, with 600 men, their families, and they settle in the land of the enemy. And it actually seems to go well at first. I mean, he gains the trust of this king, King Achish. And Achish even gives David and his men and their families a town to live in, Ziklag. And King Achish, he thinks David will be his servant for life. I mean, he doesn't know that David's been hiding things from him, if you read it through. And then Achish actually asks David, will you join me in battle? Come, come into battle with me. Fight with me. And David goes along with this. And what I really read is a humorous line. David says, then you will see for yourself what your servant can do. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, Achish is going to see what David can do. I mean, seriously, I'm convinced that David has Achish fooled. When we read chapter 27, verses 8 to 11, we see that David has been concealing and covering up his military activities. I mean, there's just a lot of mess in this story. Concealed motives, deception. What's really going on? And aren't many of life's situations confusing, unclear, messy? How do we handle messy? Will we invite God into the mess? And the story continues in chapter 29. David comes in with David to where all the Philistine leaders are gathered for battle. And there Achish walks in, there's David. And it's like all the other Philistine rulers read the room. We talk about that in school sometimes. Read the room because there's David. The David, and the leaders are like, isn't this the David they sang about? 
I mean, it, it, it's David. Like, Akish, what are you doing? Like, wake up, smell the coffee. We have a wonderful coffee team here. Just wake up and smell it. I mean, David's obviously going to turn against us. Get rid of him. Get him out of here. So David and his men get up early in the morning, and they go back to Ziklag. They have to travel there. It takes three days. They get there on the third day. And when they come back to Ziklag, what they find is devastating. It's unthinkable. It's messy beyond messy. The Amalekites have burned the city. They've taken the women, the young, the old, wives, daughters, sons. There's no one left. Everything's lost. All have been taken captive. All certainly face death or a lifetime of misery. There's just so much mess. And David and his men wept aloud. They wept aloud. There are no words that can console, no explanations that provide comfort, only weeping, only tears, only heartache. David and his men wept until they had no strength left to weep. Sometimes the sorrow is so great, the hurt is so deep, the pain is so overwhelming that there's not even strength to weep. No strength, nothing. Only mess and misery. No easy answers, no quick fixes, more pain, more difficulty, more mess, more mess. What can anyone do? What did David do? David found strength in the Lord, his God. David found strength in the Lord, his God. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. 
the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. It's not our strength that saves. It's the strength of God that saves. The power of Jesus Christ, the filling of the Holy Spirit. It's God who saves, God who delivers, God who brings power, God who brings truth. And David inquired of the Lord. David invited God into the mess. He trusted God. He asked God what to do next. He didn't just think to himself. David asked God, and David listened, and God gave him the victory. And we need to stop just thinking to ourselves. Instead, ask God what to do. Listen to what God is saying. Invite God into our mess. Invite God into the mess. Whatever the situation, whatever the difficulty, whatever the heartache, invite God in. Invite God into the mess. The cross where Jesus died was messy. The cross was physically messy. It was mentally and emotionally messy. It was spiritually messy. Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus went to the cross and gave his life so that we could be clean, so that we could be whole, so that we could be free to have a free life in Christ, abundant and eternal life with God. And Jesus rose from the grave and he ascended to heaven. And one day he's coming back in glory. And today, this same Jesus stands at the door of your heart and asks if you will invite him in. He asks if you will hear his voice, if you will follow. Invite him in. Follow him. It doesn't matter how messy your life is. Invite Jesus into the mess. I'll ask the music team to come up. Let's stand together. We're going to sing, Same God. God is unchanging. God is completely and eternally reliable, all-knowing, all-powerful. We trust Him. We need Him. We're standing on his faithfulness, our rock, our salvation. 
I just want to give you the opportunity, if you feel led while we're singing, you can come forward. I'll ask the prayer teams to be ready. They can pray over you. You can kneel at the front. You can stand. You can also invite God in right where you are. Invite him in while we sing. Talk to him. Invite Jesus into your life, even if it's messy, maybe especially if it's messy. Invite him in. Maybe it's for the first time you've never invited him in, and you're inviting him in for that first time, and you say, yes, I'll trust you, and I'll follow you, because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Maybe you're renewing that commitment. I'm going to invite him in again, and I'm going to follow you and trust you, and it's going to make all the difference. Maybe you're just inviting him in to make it through the day because it's been a particularly tough season in your life, and you just need to invite him in now so that you know you don't have to walk through this alone. Invite him in. Let's worship together.